War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Best lawn ever, guaranteed. Contact Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. Now, you can call them, 401-392-1025. Get a quick, easy quote. The best thing to do, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. They have a great website. It's easy, lawndoctor.com, lawndoctor.com. Then just put in your zip code. Get a quick, easy a quote. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Take Get part of their premium eight-service program. Early spring, spring lime, late spring, summer, Grub prevention, early fall, fall, late fall, Lawn Doctor, online at lawndoctor.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. It's Tuesday. It is June 7th. This is the final week, by the way, of Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Pop in and see them. Thank them for the great job they've done. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Ron's Pastry Gourmets decided to retire, located right off of Silver Spring Street. You still have a week to get delicious calzones and also those Let's Go Brandon Donuts. At Ron's Pastry Gourmet, they have the Trump 2024 chocolate donuts, plus delicious wimpy skimpies, uh, pizza strips. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, pop it and see them, make it a great day. The final week, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Folks, we are... um, I'm going to tell you right now, we, we're headed for tough times uh, simply because, you know, let, let's just talk locally. The, the city of Cranston put out some guidelines that they are running into a wall. There's been so much COVID money. They've blown through the money. Governor McKee, and I'm, by the way, I'm not saying the, the city of Cranston, but just there's been, just been since COVID, all of the spending and the money thrown in. And on the national level, Biden was warned about putting pumping too much money into the economy. All these giveaways, people won't work. People are refusing to work. People taking all this free money, as we've you know talked about. If if you pay people not to work, they're not going to work. You have that, and then you have combined with literally billions that have come in, and Governor McKee just continues to throw it out. There's been no tax cuts. There's been uh, nothing to improve, I think, some real basic infrastructure. And also, I want to touch on this business. You know, you're seeing everywhere people talking about new schools and new school construction. I want to remind people how poor the test scores are. The test scores are just horrendous. And what all these, this new building of schools and construction, all that really is, is it's a gift to labor. It's a gift to the unions that are basically able to then get these huge projects and these are no-bid contracts. There is no correlation between a brand-new school building and test scores going up. None. So for all this spending that goes on in all this school construction, but look at look at Washington. What they're going to start this week with this January 6th hearings is, is just they, – they're, they're out of answers as to what to do. They want to do anything – to try to distract people from what the Biden administration has done to the economy. $5 gas now, Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Baby formula shortage. Go shopping. Inflation. The cost is just runaway at this point, and they don't have a clue. And here's the problem with the Biden administration. He's the problem. The candidate's the problem. It starts from the top, but on a local level, you know, I recognize some people, they weren't fans of hers, but what where Rhode Island could have been if Gina Raimondo had not taken that job in Washington and she had stayed on as governor and where we would be with all of this money that has come flowing in and a governor who's term limited out, who could have set up some money to, you know, for, for good, not giving away bonuses to judges with lifetime appointments the McKee administration, this is like a fool and his money is soon parted. The amount of spending that they just flushed through. Now, of course, that Pawtucket soccer stadium, you know, now those people want $30 million, $40 million more. This, this is a joke. 
And then you have the Superman building, and it's just runaway spending. But the bill's going to come due. Like the old expression, you want to dance, you've got to pay for the music. So there is, there is no sense of accountability when it comes to spending your tax money. We are overtaxed. The amount of money that they fly through with taxes is disgraceful. Where you know the surpluses close to one billion in surpluses that means we're overtaxed and yet there's no money returned to the taxpayers it's all just on these you know these programs that they're just trying to get votes and all of these insider deals and the insider deals that are going to explode once we get more in, uh, information on some of these deals keep in mind there is a, still an fbi investigation into governor mckee but between the Biden administration and now what's going on locally, you watch. There's, I hate to say that too, but there's going to be tough times coming. All right, a lot more ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401 732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry paving 401-732-1730 you can also find them on facebook they're terrific hey get that driveway paved call and book an appointment now 401-732-1730 for j perry paving folks you're listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm joining us right now author of the bodies of others new authoritarians COVID-19, the war against humans, is the one and only Naomi Wolf. Naomi, it's the John DePietro Show. Congratulations on your new book. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. Walk us through a little bit the bodies of others and the new, authoritar- new authoritarians. Absolutely. So the basic premise of the book is that, unfortunately, uh, the pandemic of the last two years was a pretext for a handful of bad actors ranging from bad nonprofits like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to bad transnational entities like the World Economic Forum, which is recently in the news uh, with a power grab against everyone basically in the world. Um, Bad tyrannical nations like the CCP, like China, and and big tech companies specifically um, to basically make war against the West, to make war against America in particular. Um, We are a special target. To make war against American values and culture and kind of emotional reactions, and specifically to target our children, um, to kind of change our world so that it would be a post-humane world in which uh, we basically have to ask permission of technology and our overlords in order to just do human things and have basic human communication and connection, um, and that they did it for profit, um, and that you know basically they exploited policies which really turned out to have made no sense medically, like distancing, which didn't do anything, or closing everything down. You know the data are in that states that closed down, like. Florida did exactly the same as states, I'm sorry, other way around, states that were wide open like Florida did the same as states that closed down like New York. Countries that closed down did the same as countries that stayed open like Sweden. Um, You know, data are in that masks barely make a difference except to lower our kids' IQ by 21 points, according to a Brown University study. Um, And so, but, you know, all of these policies that don't make sense medically and people are scratching their heads saying, I don't get it. You know, masks don't work. I don't get it. Distancing doesn't work. Uh, nothing's nothing's working. Um, they all really do make sense if you look at the goals of tech companies and the profits that they made in the last two years. And basically, I'm a CEO of a tech company, so I do understand this. Um, 
tech companies are really jealous of human capabilities. They can't compete with them. Uh, an emoji can't compete with a smile. You know, um, nothing you can do on digital platforms is as impactful as getting together with 300 of your neighbors in a town hall or worshiping together in a church or synagogue or in-person learning of your child in a classroom with other human children and a human teacher. So with lockdown policies, they were able to really kill off that competitive advantage that human beings have in human communication, human culture, human spaces, and shift um, all that activity with all of that profit onto digital platforms. And I show um, the reader and the bodies of others how uh, these companies net revenue went up by, you know, 20 to 40% over the last two years as a result of suppressing human beings. Folks, again, we're speaking with author Naomi Wolf. Naomi, now the front, the cover of the book is, it's, it's very uh, provocative. It's very compelling. Uh, when people see it, it's, it's a child. It's a child with a mask on and the hand. It's, it's almost as if the um, the, the child, it, it's kind of like, uh, it looks like the child's in a prison, uh, could you just touch on that? That's by, you know, that that's a very thought-provoking cover, and I think it's by design. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and thank you. I think uh, the cover says it all. Um, it's really, I think, iconic of what we've been through in the last two years, and, and, you know, they're not letting up. I mean, I just heard in one of my earlier radio segments today that masks are going back on the poor children of San Diego, and toddlers in New York city where I used to live um, are, are being subjected to masking and their, their, their moms and dads are distraught but nothing they are doing or saying is making a difference. Um, it is prison and you know look at look at the, the logical extension of this. Look at Shanghai. You know the students are rioting at great risk to their lives and their families um, because they've been imprisoned in their dorm rooms um, and not allowed to go home, not allowed to, to circulate. Uh, you know, Shanghai, the, the people of Shanghai were locked in, you know, not allowed to leave. You know, their, their homes were turned into prisons. In Australia, which, you know, two years ago was a free, robust democracy, um, there are quarantine camps where they run after you with armed guards if you try to escape. Uh, in New York State, where I live and in Washington State, there are regulations. We narrowly defeated the one in Washington State. But Governor Hochul is coming at us in New York State with the same regulation to create quarantine camps where you can be held indefinitely pending a you know, court appeal um, if you've been, quote, exposed to a blood-borne pathogen. God knows what they have planned there with such specific wording, um, but detained indefinitely. And people and our whole nation has become a prison and people just are not aware of it yet governor i'm sorry uh, president biden extended emergency powers in april of 2022 uh in but this time in an open-ended way with no terminus date and so what that means is that and then he he flowed billions of dollars without going through congress to health and human services um the methodology here and around the world is to weaponize public health to use public health to you know send in shock troops basically and to and, and to protect tyrants um but that's happened at the federal level and that means we're really not living under a democracy right now and the same thing is true in in new york state you know our governor re-ups emergency law every 30 days uh and uh and and there are 28 states across the country where people are living under emergency law and that means that if they want to send you know their public health mercenaries and declare, you know, an immediate public health crisis, they can do things that ordinary civil society and the Constitution do not allow them to do. And we're seeing this battle right now in the United States that, you know, lawyers are saying to courts, well, the Biden administration doesn't have the constitutional right to mask you on public transportation. And those lawyers won. You know, there are lawsuits saying, well, the you know, government doesn't have the right to inject our military against their will with an experimental mRNA injection, gene therapy. Um, and, you know, those fights are underway. Um, but this is this is a war being waged against us. And and even when you take a step back and you follow the argument I make in the bodies of others, even when 
technically we're not being soldered into our homes like the citizens of China. Um, when you forbid a shop owner from opening his shop, when you restrict people's assembly the way our assembly was restricted in lockdown, I mean, in New York State, it was we were told we'd be fined if we had a, you know, a potluck of neighbors, more than six people in our homes, um, or, or if we gathered to worship of more than six people, right? Um, you know, these restrictions keep six feet apart. You know, don't let your child take his mask off or her mask off to breathe or to speak. This is carrying prison around with us. Yes. This is a conditioning of us to accept a feudal state in which we really are serfs and we really are at the mercy of whatever they will do to us next. Folks, again, it's a very compelling book and the author, a uh, very, very provocative uh, esteemed Naomi Wolf, The Bodies of Others. Naomi, before I let you go, just one more thing. What, what's so disturbing is the irreparable damage done to children. During COVID, it continues. Obviously, you know, that, that child on the cover, it, it also just jumps out at me at what we're witnessing in Texas. Children are growing up in a much different world. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not sure. Do you mean by Texas that they're exposed to? Oh, I meant I meant when I look at that, I think of the children in the shooting that were then, you know, it. I think one of the most dramatic parts of that is the, the young child, nine years old, with, with the wherewithal to keep calling 911 as God. as the adults were standing outside in the hallway and not not doing anything. It was um, it was more than a 911 call. It was it was a plea for help for all children. And, yeah. and the adults, you know, the adults let them down. Naomi, congratulations. Good luck on your book tour. Excellent. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, folks. And again, that is Naomi Wolf right here on the John DePietro Show. Thing to the John DePietro Show weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 .9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, com. Joining me right now is uh, happens to be one of my siblings, and she is an independent columnist, opinion maker. It is Donna Perry. And DJ, I'd like to start off, um, <clears throat> boy, that political, Politico, excuse me, story on what it's like right now in the Biden White House. There's, there's a lot of people that are talking. I think it's very, very accurate. You worked in Washington. You worked on Capitol Hill. Take us inside that, I think, very explosive Politico story that that basically just paints a, a picture that the, the Biden White House right now just seems obviously, you know, no one knows what to do at this point. It's, it's really just catastrophe. Right. Um, and great to be with you, J.D. Um, you know, the sense that things are unraveling is kind of the worst. It's kind of like a wall that an administration can hit. And mm -hmm. that's when you see a lot of things sometimes there can be panicky reaction, but there's always usually the fury of the of the president themselves, because, you know, John, like it, it can take it's funny, like we all follow all this all the time. And it's not that they don't, but they get caught up in individual issues. And I think, you know, the fact that there's a lot of finger pointing, there's, you know, top names are being thrown around of who might get, you know, sort of thrown off the ship, by the way, that's pretty i would predict that that there's questions of the leadership right to the chief of staff and stuff like that um but i think it's going right to the heart of the president a lot of it is is time we're now at june and they're sensing that you know by all accounts regardless of just the midterm elections of november john this is really believe it or not getting to the midpoint of his own election as president right, right? we're two years in um, and I think that there is a sense of that they are always playing catch up and that they, you know, but then I think there's a lot of what goes on in these White Houses. There's a lot of internal bickering as the story laid out. People start pointing to who, who had the, you know, the really poor policy plan, who took him down the wrong road. And a president at the end of the day, you know, they, they can't stand there and, and be the one to be blamed. So um, I think that's why you're going to see bickering. Sometimes it's the old adage used to be, are you, you know, shifting the seats on the deck of the Titanic, right? Like yep. you can, oh, let's bring in the new consultants. Um, I also think, John, though, so much of it, as it always does, it does go to the individual president. 
Um, And these people are under, of course, enormous pressure often, and the family plays a huge role. I think obviously in their case, Jill Biden plays a huge role. There's always inside stories that she wants to, you know, maybe tamper back sometimes his scheduling. I think that's, um, there's other stories about that, John, that's a bit larger issue with them. And they keep talking about, well, now is when he's going to go back out in the country and see people more. That's the problem. And J.D., you and I have talked about this, not to get off track, but many times. I, I question his stamina to yes. actually even do that. Yeah. And that, that now, is just what, something they can't fix. What do you think of the decision that they're going to put him on with Jimmy Kimmel? I, to me, and I'll go first, I think that shows they, they're using old strategies. And that's, that's yep. that to me, the fact that they think that's going to help them is right. exactly the problem, right? Because – what they completely miss is in in today's technology, the world we're living in, he could have a great 10-minute appearance. But the way things work yeah. is one stumble, and that becomes, you know, what goes viral in rockets. Right. So the, the fact that they think like, oh, let's, let's bring him to middle America. You know, this is like someone going on with Jay Leno. It's not like that anymore. People right. are – People really aren't watch Jimmy Kimmel's really numbers aren't that big. I think whoever thought of that, they're like, you know, 10 to 20 years behind the eight ball and thinking like, that's how you cut it. Let him show a few good laughs. Right. And John, that's ex- well, it's like they're thinking, just like you say, that it was like Bill Clinton on with Arsenio yes. <laughs> playing the, the, the trumpet sax. or you know, the yeah, sax, excuse sax. me. Um, like that's a different time in America for God's sakes. And so like, and it's certainly such a different media environment and you're right. Like, I I don't know, like, who's that going to, Jimmy Kimmel may not even be popular with most middle-aged people. I I don't know. Like it's an odd thing. I think they bristle that he does not do sit down one-on-ones. And I think because of so many stumbles, obviously the press is like, I mean, his own, um, staff kind of blocks that and this is a fake way to say no he does like come on like so well, you I'll know. say this he was and again folks we have Donna Perry to his credit I mean and I, I share this with you I thought he was funny the president at the White House Correspondence Center but what I found I funny too. was he was delivering jokes that I, I thought at times were pretty harsh but he was laughing because to me it was the first time he had heard it so like it was, he actually shouldn't have been laughing, but you could tell he, it just didn't register with him. So he was almost saying out loud, like, hey, that's a good one I just told. Yes. You know, like, granted, but, but that's different. And that's still a teleprompter. And they might be, I, might I, be reaching for that, or they I think, think they're reaching. Reach Donna that. Perry. So yeah. now let's go back to, you know, you were in Washington when, you know, President Bush, uh, f- 41 now, was, was, trying to get reelected for the for the second term. Yep. And then you had Bill Clinton. You tell me, I don't remember that he had a White House in turmoil. I think, you know, the only thing that prevented I think there were two things that really prevented him from from getting reelected. One was just that the economy had dipped just a little bit. And it's too bad because if he had won, he would have been enduring the, you know, the tech boom and the how yeah. everything absolutely took off. But the other thing you can't ignore was was Ross Perot. You take Ross Perot out of that race and 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 Bill Clinton does not win that election. Well, absolutely right. And that was kind of a novelty thing. Yeah. Um and he really did uh, take the chunks of votes that would not they weren't going to go to Clinton and they would have gone to Bush. Right. Um and he was a novelty. He had the the money at that time of a guy that just sat there and and was running the numbers. It was new. And then he benefited from a lot of like, as we'd call free media or media attention, because the, you know, the public thought it was kind of like, what is this guy doing? You know, but he and he had that kind of outsized personality. And I do think it hurt Bush. There was the famous thing about that. He he got pushed by the Democrats. People felt to raise taxes. Yeah. He had had the famous read my read lips. My no, lips. That's right. New taxes yeah. um, at the time, as you say, John, it's so funny today. But back then. A cover. Do you remember uh, the cover page? It was a Newsweek feature, and it it had Bush, and it said the wimp factor. 
Yeah. And I always remember that, you know, that was um, a very tough piece. Yeah. And, but at the time, those kinds of singular pieces yep. could really, you know, sort of turn the tide and the media and they, you know, then the guy feels like cornered and the staff is hiding him and stuff. Um, but it was Ross Perot. You're right in, in the way that played out. Um, but I think in this case, it's very tough. Okay, they can do Kimmel. But JD, as you pointed out, it's an entirely different media universe today. I would that that's like a one hit thing. Like he might, you know, have like a funny evening for a few minutes. I don't know. I don't see it's, how that it, it's also telling that he's not sitting down with Stephanopoulos right. or yeah. David Burr or, or or Lester Holt. And finally, Donna Perry, in that piece, you know, they talk about that supposedly President Biden um, and, and by the way, I think that was a heavily sourced piece. And I, I think that's very accurate what, what's going on in, in, in the yes. White House. But, um, but, you know, just this nature of everything is like the, the identity gender politics. You know, um, the, the, listen, the, the current White House press secretary, she's clearly not up for the job, but it becomes, isn't this great? You know, she's the first openly gay black woman who's, you know, right. going to serve in that. And, and even when he started this whole thing, when Harris, you know, I'm going to have a female VP. When you keep making those pronouncements, you're not getting the best possible people. You're just checking off boxes that in the end, you know, I, I'm not sure what kind of accomplishment that is. But finally, before you respond is, you know, in the piece, they talk about Biden was supposedly furious that he didn't know about the the baby formula. Yeah. Shortage. Now, in defense of the staff, though. You wonder, you know, if you're having problems with gas prices, you're having problems with Ukraine, you're having problems with all these different things going on. Seemingly, you know, the baby formula shortage normally doesn't make it to the top of the list until they started seeing all these young mothers crying on television. They can't find baby formula. And suddenly now, you know, as I've talked about, the problem that I see with the baby formula and gas is you can't spin these. You know, you can spin economy numbers, you can spin job numbers. But if a mother goes to the grocery store and there's no baby formula in the shortage, you can't spin them that it's fine. If someone goes to get gas and it's five dollars a gallon, you can't spin them. The the danger that I think he's in is these are really under easy to understand issues and they're really bad issues for the Biden White House. Well, a couple of things on that. And I agree with you that, first of all, to be fair to the president, that 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 should have been an yes. FDA handled situation. Right. True. So it also shows a bit of, you know, maybe a little bit of chaotic chain of command within their government agencies. Um, and actually, John, you don't know, but you, as you've said, that he, he insisted on putting some people at the top posts who really had no background in those roles. I, d- yes. I don't really can't recall who's run the FDA, but I'm just saying. Right. So there's been a problem with that. I, yes. Some people would say, why did, you know, Buttigieg or transportation isn't helping him. No. Um, so there's that separate issue. But I would say you're right. I think in the short term, um, FD, whoever's at FDA, to me, if you're Biden's guy, somebody's head should roll. And you can't be afraid of rolling heads, by the way. You can't put people in these spots and say, oh, they're a symbolic hire. And I can't, you know, like either they can handle it as a cabinet secretary or you can't. So that's a whole separate problem. But you're exactly right. These are issues you can't spin no. And he also, I, I would call it, John, it's almost like a quarterback and you don't have a team. I mean, you, you catch these other, like I say, other secretaries and there's Buttigieg is like sort of very um, with a stoic face. I caught him on something and he just keeps repeating to the anchor. Inflation is the president's top economic priority. You know what, John? That doesn't it, say empathy. It doesn't people. mean anything. And yeah. that, you know it's what I mean? Like, so he's good very Good way wooden. to eat up time without saying anything. He's very Folks, wooden. We're yeah. going to take a, sh- a quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. We're speaking. Propane Plus. For heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401-885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane, to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, 
sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com, Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359, and in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. With independent columnist, opinion maker, it's Donna Perry. DJ, um, right now, it would seem that Janet Yellen, who certainly has not delivered, um, I thought it was pretty telling that, you know, Larry Summers, he knows a few things. Yes. As soon as she was making moves, uh, he said, that's that's wrong. There's too much money flowing around. You're just going to drive up inflation. Uh, She suddenly now admits she was wrong. She is going to seemingly be out after the midterms. How significant would it be that former Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo is being touted that she will be the new Treasury Secretary in the Biden White House? Well, boy, um, I will tell you and we'll see. I I mean, I think that that has to be, some. you know, when you see some of her recent performances, by the way, um, the fact that she's being touted says Again, I think it's whoever Biden wants to feel comfortable with. I think it's all he wants to showcase. She's a younger female um, and she checks off all the right boxes to them. Um, Maybe they see that's a natural position. But like from her own political point of view, it's a it's a tough road right now. Would you want to slide into that in the middle of all this, too, John? Um, and well, that's first, her... let's touch on yeah. how significant would it be if she gets the post? Well, like I say, obviously, uh, on the outside, it's extremely significant. I mean, yeah. that's like a huge, huge post. Um, and the fact that they they feel that she would be qualified and someone they want to work with. It's pretty remarkable. Uh, it's yeah. a pretty remarkable trajectory for her. I'm not at all saying that's not like big stuff. I mean, that's like really big stuff. Um, she does have somewhat of a Wall Street background that could be. And I think to her credit, she always forged and continued to forge, at least the way she's been covered and reported on, is she has key Wall Street relationships, I think. Um, and I do think that's someone that they, they you know, look to that. But John, she's got we the Bloomberg are, relationship. But she's got that. Boy, Donna Perry, I mean, this is look, look at when you guess wrong. Right. I mean, Budichick, yep. he's not. A, this is you're talking about the nation's wealth. You're talking about you have people like, you know, Warren Buffett, Larry Summers, people like that that could be second guessing you. Yeah. But though for someone that, you know, handled it the right way, I, I think it's it's an unbelievable opportunity. But that that's a real high wire that if you get it wrong, boy, a lot of things can go south. And that's kind of how what I'm saying, John, it, yeah. it, for her own political calculation and, of course, yeah. for the country's um that now she wanted that she wanted that she took commerce because she you know he went with janet yellen but now but that said she went yesterday on cnn on sunday with jay capper and that that did not that was not the type of interview you want to do first of all the sound was way off we could hear his questions through her earpiece whatever sound it was terrible but she did totally did not seem prepared for that interview. Well, I agree. And, and I caught some of that. And then, you know, it's been played over and over. But I also think, John, like you're saying, it, with the whispering going on or less than whispering around Washington, I would think for her staff, that was not the, uh, the CNN Jake Tapper interview she would no. have wanted to have. No. And to your point, I think what, what you see with her, she's always had she she's kind of um, sometimes difficult to read. I think when people don't know her and I say it in this way, she can almost appear a little bit understated, but she Mm. has tremendous confidence and she has tremendous ambition. So, you know, it's kind of like a fake, you know what I mean? She doesn't, she comes across quite polished and poised and she's, you know, not jumping out of the seat with answers. But I would also say, and I mean that in this way, she, she's able to deflect but she didn't have, she deflected a lot of what he asked. And he, yes. John, let's face it, he's a pro. So a guy, yeah. a, there's the difference. You know, he, he, a pro says, um, so when exactly did you hear about the baby formula? Just to give an right. example, the way I looked at it. And she tried to hedge with, um, I think a few months ago, he said, what does that mean? April, yeah. March, right. Feb. He yes. like, he's like, you tell me what month. 
Um, that's right. I thought that was very that's that a was. Show. That's a polished guy on television. And yes. I also think, um, you know, when he really laid out the fact that he's like Larry Summers yeah. was saying Biden is is throwing too much money into the U.S. economy. And, John, yeah. this is why you get inflation. They yes. shouldn't have passed the multiple trillion dollar bills no. that it was political. Biden, yep. Pelosi, Schumer, they thought they were going to run on it. And he and then I will say to Tapper's credit, he said and someone in the Biden administration um, I kind of criticized Summers for saying that. He said Summers was right and you guys like are wrong, you know, um, but she she I would just say this, J.D., um, anyone can get elevated. And I think she's could be really in the catbird seat and be able to do it. Um, she might need stronger coaching on when she's in these kind of, you know, settings, et cetera, and she'll be able to. But, you know, you, like you just said, something extremely important. It is a high wire act and a high wire decision. And they always say at the highest levels of politics, you want to like be, be, feel that you're ready when you're going to take that level of a jump. I covered her since 2010. Yeah. I will tell you that when she finished that interview, I don't know who, but somebody on her staff got an air fill. Like, what was that all? I mean, <laughs> right. because that is like walking in and what was telling was he launches right into it. Hey, listen, this is CNN. This is Jake Tapper. This is yeah. not going to be, hey, MSNBC, we're all on the same page. Right. And when she had to say, yes, and nice to be with you, like, yeah. geez, <laughs> nice, sit down for a moment. That That is, see, when she was local, she could, her yes. staff could say to 10 and 12, you know, she really doesn't want to get into that, blah, blah, blah. Hey, listen, this is. You're with an administration that is underwater, going down, the economy's bad, and CNN is, is really fighting for its life right now. So I thought that was a good moment for him. Donna Perry, touch on this story that caught my eye in the Boston Globe. where there, And I, I think it's kind of right on Biden's dilemma. Voters can despise Trump by Joan Bonacchi. It's a column. You still question whether he's the man for the moment. I think that's interesting that they're basically saying to you know the Democrat Party, you don't have yeah. to keep defending him. This this is bad. And, you know, OK, so he's not Trump, but he's clearly not the right person for for where we are right now. Right. And, and it's a great piece. And you're right. I think it got to the heart of, of what really, John, it, it frustrates Biden and his White House. And it's kind of spooking them because they yeah. can't get out of this box. And, and I think and the polls show what what she was referring to there's obviously this growing numbers the the public john is just not embracing no. biden they no. and a lot of it with a president it also goes to i think they just don't have confidence in him no and that's Good point. and you know Excellent. so regardless of how they felt about trump or feel about trump or maybe independents have moved away it doesn't matter there's not polling showing they just they may say Oh, he he was a nicer man or, you know, but Biden and like, yes, and he's had a lot of bumps for his life or what all that, you know. But, John, that doesn't mean at this time that that's not enough for the public. They they feel people who are in different and the middle class is a wide spectrum of people. But people feel actually genuinely people get almost afraid of what they're seeing with these runaway prices. Yeah. And, you know, J.D., there is not really anyone in this country and I whether they're at the highest ranks of the financial sector, or whatever. I don't think anyone can tell the public like, John, is there a ceiling? Like, why right. could could gas go to ten dollars a gallon? Yes. Could it? Right. Who the heck thought it could hit yeah. five? Gas is five dollars. a right. gallon. Higher other parts of the country. When we watched the yeah. trial. You were looking at like there's the footage. Gas was $2 two years ago, Donna yes. Perry. This is insanity. And as I've said, you know, rise or fall. You can hide. You can get away with a lot of mistakes if you have a low price of gas. But when you hit $5, it hits everybody. People are going to start altering plans. I think that article, again, it comes down to that, you know, it, it's kind of like when you're rooting for a team and they're, they're down 20 points and you keep yep. getting, get it to 10. And then, you know, it suddenly hits the end of the game. And you realize, like, they're not going to get it down. They're not. They're not going to no. get it down. This is. They're not turning the corner. We're into June. He doesn't have a plan. They're going to send him out on the road. Um, 
this is he he is it's Jimmy very, Carter in the modern age. It, it's very very serious, John. And it and is. when you see um, also you know these CEOs and the guys of the big banks, and right. they know what they're looking at. They understand right. money. They understand how much money went into the economy when it can't balance it out, which is mm. part of, you know, a lot of it is just, it just is how economies work and you can't throw trillions in. Um, and then it's just not balancing outright. And I think when these guys say, oh, we see something worse coming, they mm. are, they really, really are concerned. And, and again, JD, when you look at the Democrats, what do they think is they're going to counteract this with? Obviously yeah. they have an, uh, an unpopular president, the yep. idea to send him out, well, he goes out and then it's like gaff city, right? So it's like, is he going to get out there? And I, I would question that that's effective at all. Like, and they, right. they, but they put him as you and I've talked other times, like they put him in these very awkward public stagings because they don't want it too big or they worry about him, you know, managing the setting, you know, I don't know I don't think that's effective. Um, but it's just, it's very concerning. And if the Democrats think, John, despite I know what is going to happen this week and they're playing that up really big and they, they think the committee hearings, I think they think that will save them. Well, we're going to touch on that yeah. in just a moment, but before Good. we take a break, but Donna Perry, I see, I think like JP Morgan Chase, chief executive, like Jamie Dimon and others, right. you know, what they have to understand is, you know, yes, you have AOC and you have the, the left and Kamala Harris, they need to understand when, when you're talking about Wall Street, when you're talking about people like Jamie Dimon, it's, this is, you know, they, these are people that deliver. These are people that deal with huge sums of money. This isn't yes. about let's let's, you know, like rah, rah, rah. And let's have the first this and the first that and breakthrough and all no. this other stuff. This this is you need the best possible person. And they don't look for where it's coming from, who it's coming from. So, you know, I, I think we're, we're, you know, into the second year of the Biden administration and, and following off on, let's checking all the boxes, all these these people with his cabinet. It's, I, I, I just don't see him coming back. We're going to take, folks, a quick break. Yeah. Much more ahead, Donna Perry, right here on the John DePietro Show. Time means grill time. And for the best grill, get a new grill. Stop in and see my friends. J's Broadway Appliance and TV. J apostrophe S Broadway Appliance and TV. Located 47 Cedar Swamp Road. That's Route 5 Smithfield. You can call them 401-949-7800. Springtime, summer, this is the best time to grill outside. They have a great selection on grills. They also have a great selection on all appliances family-run business since 1963 remember you're going to deal directly with the owner and they will match or beat any package deal when it comes to appliances do you need a new refrigerator how about a new dishwasher washing machine dryer oven microwave jay's broadway appliance look for them online at jsappliance.com also on facebook springtime summer is grill time stop in and see them they're open monday through friday from 10 to 5 you can make an appointment for more personal saturday and sunday appointments jay's broadway appliance and tv 401-949-7800 better yet drive in and see them 47 cedar swamp road route 5 in smithfield brothers disposal call them today 401-688-0517 brother's disposal get a dumpster in your driveway you can clean out unwanted belongings maybe clean out your garage clean out your basement clean out your attic old toys old things you don't even use anymore old furniture it's so much easier when you have a dumpster delivered right to your home and then they'll take it away when you're done whether it's for a weekend for a week for a month brother's disposal call brother roland today at 401 6880517 6880517 come on brother call brothers disposal look for them on facebook they have those purple dumpsters they're also now offering weekly trash collection services call brothers disposal today whether it's a small household construction project or maybe just cleaning out some unwanted belongings get a dumpster in your driveway or business brothers disposal 401-688-0517 we're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker, Donna Perry. Now let's touch on, I, I think, you know, they're doing one desperate move after another. 
You tell me, January 6th hearings, they feel, well, we need to put them on TV. We need people to watch them. Now, first of all, it's June. Now, granted, maybe some older people. But you tell me, people that you talk to and so forth, is there an appetite and audience for people to have these hearings on what happened on January 6th of, of 2021? Well, I, I just think, John, the fact, they want the opening of the hearings. They, they want this to take on the same amount like of gravity and to captivate the public, like let's right. like the Watergate hearings yes. of John. That was 50 years ago yeah. of the summer of 73. It was by then. I might be saying it wrong. 74. You know what I mean? Like, in, as you and I have said, this is an entirely different media universe um, they, I just think that that instinct just shows how out of touch they are. Yeah. I mean, like the public JD, that was a once, that was a different America. I mean, people yeah. had like one little black and white TV in the house. I mean, right. there wasn't the internet, like, and they almost think this is going to be this huge viral thing. Now, obviously people, it can be replayed and you see it on your phone, but I would also disagree that you know so much today it's already half been leaked out like i don't know what's going to be the big right. explosive what are we gonna moment what's right. new here you, you know? know um and but like to your point about the the real danger with the u.s economy and inflation so they, they think and there are people on msnbc that say every day john they think like talking about the threat to our democracy is gonna is like more important to some poor person stumbling through the grocery store saying ah, i can't even afford this this week yeah. you know and so they have this just real disconnected sense of this um they you know there's behind the scenes questioning. And I would say a lot of people, again, have been interviewed or that kind of leaked out. Um, that So they're going to make this like a big movie premiere or they think it's going to come off that way in the day. It is June, you know, J.D. And they held off. This was a classic Pelosi, right? She, You know that she dragged it out. They, yep. they thought summer before the midterms, right? They, this would be captivate the public turn them they want two things out of this in my i don't just, see it no i don't see it they nope. just think they're gonna step on trump for good yeah. and then they also feel i do think they feel they want to maybe soften up like some of the public they think independents are up for grabs maybe some softer you know suburban women republicans who might think oh this oh my gosh you know i i think that that's how they view what can come out of this but i just I don't I think it gets see drowned it. out by current problems. Events, yeah. Know, which now, gas is so high, no one could afford to drive to Washington to protest. <laughs> Great And point. Donna Perry, finally, you know, as far as all the talk on, on guns, I, I think this is just going to come back to the states. You know, all the different states are examining things. There, there's something going on. There were a number of mass shootings over the weekend. But I think, you know, this business of trying to pass something massive nationwide I, I think we're just becoming a, a divided nation. Different states are going to adjust yeah. and have laws that that they can pass there. Um, I I don't know if we're ever going to have everybody on the same page to pass things like across the board in Congress. I I I agree that could be very hard to do. Um, although when when you see uh, the bulk of a lot of these shootings, and they tend to be in. California, Texas, those are big gun states. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I think if I was a resident of those states, I would like to see it yes. federal legislation. And you would say mm. at least, in my view, an 18-year-old has no right to be able to buy what is a killing right. machine yes. weapon. So you would think that maybe when everyone gives a lot of doublespeak talk about, oh, the mental health of teens, that you should could at least pass age 21. Um, and you know, I don't know, like, I agree with you. It could be hard to get anything through the full Congress. Um, and you could, you can hope that state by state, they come up with things that, you know, that could toughen it up. Um, people talk about background checks, but then you wonder, and like we say, a young guy, if he really hasn't had a crime, he's, he's going to pass a background check. Correct. Um, but should a teenager be able to do that? So, you know. Right. We shall see. Well, Rhode Island and Mass have very safe 
you know, very low tough incidence gun and very, very yeah. tough gun laws. So very, very different than other parts of the yeah. country. Folks, she is independent columnist, opinion maker. We always enjoy talking to her. It's Donna Perry. DJ, great job as always. And we will talk to you again. Great to talk to you. Portion of the program brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Check them out on the website, depetro.com, the Coesed Inn or Rhode Island tradition since 1977, located 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge, whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers. There's always a great crowd. You can link directly to them, and gift certificates are available. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. To the John DePietro Show, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, depietro.com. Remember, weekdays, 11 to 2 but visit the website depetro.com that's the best way to reach me there's a direct link contact john we also have all our sponsors right there we have unique original reporting stories videos also all our links to social media whether it's facebook when we do facebook live or youtube or twitter it's all right there at the website depetro.com and then remember once you're there you can also visit the shop we have great gifts that you can get. It's a happening. All links to the show. Plus, if you ever miss any part of the show, it's all right there under radio show right there. Folks, it all starts by logging on at depetro.com. And on the left-hand side, you can always listen live. Again, all our links, everything begins and ends right there at the website, depetro.com. Remain healthy. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can also look for her on Facebook, but call her 401-305-3585. You know the building. It's that historic white church diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's my health. What do you find inside? Well, first of all, great service, great selection, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus hemp and CBD products, natural skin care. It's my health. Pop in and see Marie. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie. 401-305-3585 diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. RE Coogan and Heating, folks, call them today at 401-732-6562. It's Coogie, RE Coogan and Heating for plumbing, heating, and cooling. Listing as we're transitioning right now from spring into summer, you want to make sure your cooling unit is going to serve you and your family, your employees well this summer. RE Coogan and Heating, as Coog says, we're helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Explore our services. Let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Whether it be for plumbing, maybe a hot water tank, call R.E. Coogan Heating today. 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. Hot water tanks, and especially, let's make sure your cooling units are ready for what's going to be a hot summer. Look for them online, recooganheating.com, and also on Facebook, R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. To check out our website, dipetro.com, dipetro.com, which is sponsored by and brought to you by the Centerdale Revival, Comfort Food and Cocktails, located 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Shane and his crew, what a wonderful job they've done. Winner of several Rhode Island Best of Awards, Best of Rhode Island Awards, the Centerdale Revival. Delicious food, cocktails, a lot of fun. Stop it and see them. 2025 Smith Street in North Providence.